Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? We are here to get get the it second going. part of this started. Yeah, so this is going to officially be episode 32, but it is the second story from episode 31. I uh, The episode itself was going to be just fucking like super long, so we cut it up in half. Right. Yeah. As you know, you listened to it and you, you know didn't get another thing. story. So yeah. this... And it's going to be super awkward story. as we lead into it because we didn't know that was going to be the thing, but whatever, fuck yeah. it. So it's going to just pick up right where, where we, we left, left off. off from the last one, but yeah. since we made it two parts, we wanted to give you a little intro so you weren't Hello. confused. Hello. All right. So without further ado. Episode 32. Tom's story. Valiant Thor. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, well, I have a story to yeah. tell you now. I want to hear it. My story is not at all like your story i feel like my story is like the present day version of lizzie borden yeah you know lizzie borden uh-huh. took an axe gave her mother 40 wax and that's what you were talking when about. she okay. saw what she had done she gave her father 41 <gasps> which is sort of a urban legend but also a true story it actually is a true yeah. story the you whole little that. you should cover that one sometime. the little Little jingle I just did with sort of like the little urban legendy part of it or whatever. So, think I've talked long enough? No, talk some more, baby. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> this evening, I'm going to tell you the tale of Valiant Thor. What? Or Val for short, and his friend Doctor Frank Stranges. Whoa. Okay. So not not to burst your bubble. This is we're not talking about Thor. It's Valiant Thor. Okay. Not. Okay, what's that mean? It's not Chris Hemsworth. We're not talking about my man Chris Hemsworth. Damn it. I know, I'm sorry. His brother's going through so much with his divorce from Miley. Okay, now that that's over. (laughs) So a lot of what I'm going to be talking about, pretty much all of it comes from a book called A Stranger at the Pentagon, which was written by Dr. Frank Strangis, uh, and it was published in 1967. Okay, the book was, all right? The book, yeah. The book, A Stranger in the Pentagon, was published in 1967. So yours is an older story? A little bit older. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of an older story. So one evening in March 1957, a policeman, or in some accounts, two policemen witnessed a UFO landing. woman. There were three, no, there were two police humans. There you go. And they witnessed a UFO landing in Alexandria, Virginia. So the story goes this like, you know, quintessential flying saucer lands. The police see it. They pull up. They engage with it. There's no doors or anything on this spaceship, but out of nowhere, like a door materializes and out of it, a tall white man. Because of course, (laughs) (laughs) of course, Mm -hmm. emerged from the spaceship. He stood about six foot tall with brown eyes and brown hair Wearing a one-piece suit from, and it was made from this like really crazy material that no one had ever seen before. Seemingly, nobody from that time period had seen this this material that he was wearing. Nobody. It was. We're gonna get into that a little bit more, but no one had ever seen this kind of material before. 
Okay. And it's like a one-piece suit. So he looked a lot like a human. You know what I mean? He looked like a human. A one-piece suit? Like suit. As in like... That's he what he was wearing. wearing like, like a clothes. onesie? Yeah, it was like a onesie. It was all connected? Like a space travel onesie. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. Made of like crystal armor I just or pic- something. I just like picture it's... like one of those onesies with the hood, but it just looked like a suit. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Yes. There's no tie, you know? He pulls the hood up and it's a top hat. <laughs> exactly. Like, Where are you? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I had an emo moment. But from the minute that this guy comes out of this spaceship, I mean, obviously these police guys are like, what the fuck? These police humans are like, what the fuck? And he just is exuding this really like calming and peaceful energy. And they're immediately like relaxed in his presence. And he begins to speak to them, but he does not use his mouth to talk. Okay. He uses his butt. I'm just kidding. He uses telepathy. <laughs> His zipper. Where are you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot sleep. I am an alien. Uh, but does he look like a human? He looks just like a human, except he's like super pretty. He's like really pretty. All of these alien okay. stories that I find myself getting into, they always are so damn pretty. Because yeah, remember this, my my super my super cute alien boyfriend. Yeah. About the, yeah. So this is kind of similar. He. So I assume this is an alien story. <laughs> I mean, I think He's that's... taking a leap nope. of faith there. Nope, it has <laughs> nothing to do with aliens. So, yeah, no, they, they, they observe this alien spaceship. This beautiful man walks out, and he speaks to them, but he uses telepathy. He doesn't, he doesn't use his mouth, and they immediately understand what he's saying, and they ask him his name, and he says... And a lot of the things that I'm saying when he says things, it comes from the book written by Fred, Fred, or Frank Stranges. I literally thought you were about to say Fred Savage. <laughs> no, Fred Savage. No, no. but th- when they're asking, mm-hmm. you're saying they're all, are they all asking in their brains too? I does, I can't really speak to that. I assume that the dudes who are police They're all like, people, whoa, whoa, and they're all like, wait, well, you guys heard I think that too? That, I think that he's talking to the alien, and the alien is responding using telepathy. To so all the... There's the, only two of them. To, or to the two. Yeah. Two dudes. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they ask him his name, and he said... You could not say my name in, you could never understand or say my name in my native tongue, but you can call me Valiant Thor or Val for short. Say my name. (laughs) I'm Valiant Thor. I am the one who knocks. Then without any further direction from Thor, they kind of just understand from his energy, like like he's almost projecting onto them that he needs to talk to somebody more important. Like, he needs to talk to the top brass. So the story goes is that th- he literally is like, this is my name. And from that, they kind of incur like, yo, we need to take him to the Pentagon because we're close to the Pentagon at this point, right? Yeah. So they take him to the Pentagon. All right. Yeah. Oh, but really quickly with this, no police officer has ever stepped forward to verify this. No two police officers have ever been named. So I just assume these dudes are running Space Force now. Trump's Space Force. I think these guys are, they're just, they got hired and they've been working on it oh, for a long time. Cool. This reminds me of that scene in Independence Day when uh, Will Smith has the alien and he punches it. Yeah. And he just like drew, dragging, dragging yeah. it. Yeah. I think for me, the, the, one of the most interesting pieces, and there's a lot to this, but we're just, we're just kind of brushing the surface right now. It's almost like every alien story that you want to hear where an alien comes and he's like, take me to your leader. And this is almost the story of like, exactly that. If, if that happens. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Okay. So this is, and I don't know if I said, but this is March 1957. So 
it's apparently it's the 16th of March when they get to the Pentagon and he is led to the Secretary of Defense Charles Irwin Wilson and Charles says to our alien guy and obviously this is a little bit of who th- none of this is verified so who knows what they said to each other if this ever even happened but he says uh, I hear you want to meet our president but before any of that can happen you need to tell me why so at this point Val or Valiant Thor kind of busts out this little like apparatus kind of like an iPad and from it literally all like as it's as, as I understand it holographic Stop. holographic alien lettering like pops out of the iPad okay and this is 50 what 57 but he's an alien oh I know but and what happens next is that for some it all pops out at first as this like alien language and then Everyone in the room, which is the Secretary of Defense and like some soldiers and some other folk like leading him. Yeah. They all immediately come to understand it. And when they ask how he did that, Valiant Thor says it's like image transference and it's how he can make people think they're seeing things and it's part of their technology. But the thing that they're reading, the thing that he projected was actually this finger up their butts. Yeah. It's him just (laughs) probing all of their butts. So, okay. The, the thing he projected was actually what? So it, 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 it's probably a good time to talk about where he's from. So oh, he projects okay. this he projects this image. Wait, I also have a question. Go ahead. So he's just like a random six foot white dude. Comes up out of a spaceship. But like, is that why they were like, yeah, we'll take you to our fucking people who you should never have contact with? There was apparently a thing like when he arrived at the Pentagon... There were all these like guard dogs and all this crazy but he shit. He wasn't he, like, at the Pentagon, right? They found not him. initially. He's in Alexandria, right. Virginia, and yeah. he's taken to the Pentagon by these. That's what I mean. Officers. Like, how did he convince them to take him when he just looks like a normal six foot white dude? Well, the fact came that he out came up a... out of a spaceship okay. that they saw like land. Well, yeah, and you know his crazy spaceman suit and a few sure, other yeah, yeah sure yeah it's not it's not like it's 20 there's other things like but i'm like i'm there's other things that would like make you think he's an alien but i want to get into that oh, okay. as okay. organically as i as i learned it cool so well and it's also not 2019 so it's not like somebody's just like made a rando spacecraft and made it all right, look like this right it's old time right. yeah yeah this so. is way before the fucking youtube machine <laughs> So at this point, he tells the Secretary of Defense that he's from the interior of Venus. <laughs> and Sorry, I don't know what that's 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 going to come more into play later. But he essentially the the image that he's projecting that they're all seeing these words. Right. It's essentially a plan to like save the world. Uh, it as they so they're understanding these words naturally in their brains and they don't understand why and it it's he's he's got a plan to to fix poverty war nuclear fallout fossil fuels money like literally everything he has an answer for it there's even a bit that I read that he could make humans immortal so we wouldn't even have to continue to procreate like there's all this crazy stuff but and we it, love procreating it's like the best thing <laughs> it's like booze podcasts and procreating. <laughs> That's wild, though. What the hell? So, yeah, he, he, he essentially is this spaceman from Venus that just has, here's everything that you we can we can change the but world. But men are from Mars. Yeah, well. Women are from Venus. Th- th- okay, listen. Sorry. There's more to go. There's Sorry. more to go. Sorry. <laughs> but also, I agree. <laughs> 
so from this display of this this alien technology that he called like it's either thought transference or image transference to where everything that he he wants people to see they can see based on this technology that he has so the secretary of defense believes him and led valiant thor through a secret underground tunnel from the pentagon to the white house so the pentagon from the white house is about 20 miles yeah so he this theory proposes that there is a secret rail system please tell me there's like a fucking shuttle they didn't walk that shit no there's like a secret like train that runs there from and it's never it's obviously it's not official guys i would not be actually I like mean, if, it I makes had a, a book if, yeah, sense. if i had a jump on board so something sense. i wouldn't be surprised about that That'd be, that makes so much logistical sense and they take him to see the president they take him to see dwight d eisenhower and when he gets in front of the president what's up, dwight what's up dwight that's my dad's name yeah <laughs> When they get in front of the president, there's about a dozen Secret Service dudes, and the dialogue apparently goes something to this effect. Eisenhower asks Thor, please, sir, what is your name, and where do you come from? His name is Valiant Thor. His name is motherfucking don't Valiant you, Thor. Don't you just call him Thor? <laughs> Valiant Thor you is use, pretty mad. I don't name. care who you are, president. I will call him Thor just for the sake of ease through this kidding. story, because <laughs> Valiant Thor is a lot. Yeah. He says, I come from the planet where your Bible calls the morning and the evening star. And then Eisenhower says, Venus? The sun? I come from the planet your Bible calls the morning and evening star, which is Venus. Mm -hmm. And Eisenhower responds, Venus? (laughs) (laughs) And then he also asks if he could prove it. And Thor says, yes, sir. If you come to my ship, I'll show you everything. Okay. So Eisenhower's like apparently chomping at the bit to go to this spaceship. But he's with like all of these people, and they're like, "No, dude, you're president. Mm-hmm. You can't just abandon your post to go look at a spaceship." If it was no. 2019, I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, president, go, 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 go." Yeah, this yeah, spaceship, yeah. this go. spaceship was go huge. Go see what it is. Go see what's going on. <laughs> it was a huge spaceship. We're gonna build one. Go ahead. We're gonna build such a bigger spaceship. Venus, Venus rhymes with penis. We're never going there. Okay, forget it. Stop. <laughs> so Eisenhower can't go see the spaceship. But he does hear Valiant Thor's plans, wherein Valiant Thor lays out the same exact plans to end end our depe- our dependence on fossil fuels, to cure disease, to save people from poverty, from e- global I'm everything. Mm-hmm. And literally, one of the justifications for why Valiant Thor came to Earth was because we had just figured out nuclear bombs. Right. And one really interesting thing about this, and I think it happened in like 1961 or maybe 1960, Eisenhower went really public with this whole notion that we we have to curb the military industrial complex and we can't let we can't let the government, the military go unchecked and all this stuff. And a lot of people believe that that speech that he gave comes from Valiant Thor's advice. What do you mean by that? So it's 1961. And apparently, like Eisenhower is, com- he's not. He's saying that the the military complex has to be checked. Like we can't just be producing weapons of mass destruction, like nuclear bombs and stuff, just for the fuck of it. Oh well, and yeah. There's a lot of things that say that Valiant Thor was the one that led him to that thought process. Oh. So from here, Valiant Thor lays out his entire plan to the president to fix the whole world, everything. And Eisenhower's like. Well, man, I got to talk to a bunch of folks about this before we can, you know, 
change the entire whim of a guy from Venus. You, <laughs> you know, like change the whole world's about to change, and we're gonna do it because this one dude who claims to be from Venus. We gotta fa- we gotta fact check this. We gotta make sure everything's legit. And he's like, well, while while you wait, do you want to st- do you want to be? We'll put you up. We'll put you up at the Pentagon. You can stay at the Pentagon. <laughs> All How right. about an apartment at the Pentagon? Quick, can I do a side little note? Sure. I legit talked to somebody at the Pentagon last you week. You did. They probably know Valiant Thor. Because they, my parents' business, they sell wooden like military plaques to the Pentagon. And I, she called to reorder and was like, da-da-da, yeah, here's my phone number. And I was like, I'll call you back. And she's like, yeah, I'm literally at the Pentagon. So I was just like, oh, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. So the president asks Thor if he wants to stay a while while they figure out if this is something legit and offers to put him up at the Pentagon at this point or somewhere during this interaction, Nixon had apparently come in because he was Eisenhower's vice president. Okay. So as Valiant Thor is leaving, they're like, Hey man, what are the odds you'd let us test those clothes to see what those clothes are all about? Oh, and Valiant Thor is all like, I don't have a backup Elfie. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to be a naked alien walking around the Pentagon. So they they were like, well, we'll fully furnish your apartment, and that comes into some that comes into play. Apartment, a bit. yeah, because they put him up in an apartment in the Pentagon. They just put him up in a place. Oh, I just thought he was gonna have a room. I didn't know it was an no, apartment. No, it's a bougie ass apartment in the Pentagon, and he's there for some time. They agree. He gives them their when he gets back to this apartment. He gives them his clothes. They give him new clothes. They give him a whole closet full of clothes. Hope it's all onesies. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ones. He's, he's just used, what he's, he's more just comfortable used in. to one yeah. zip boop. So really quickly, let's take a little. Let's take a little full stop here. What we got full is, stop. What we got is an alien who says he's from Venus that wants to fix the world and comes to the American government to make it happen. They're like, we got to think about it. Go hang out in the Pentagon, and that's where we're at. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And before we go any further, there's no other place I could think to talk about some of this stuff. So a few things are said about Valiant Thor. Okay. For instance, he had an IQ of 1,200. Whoa. Which is apparently really, really smart. That is good, right? Yeah, like I don't think you can be, I don't think you can have one that high. Ours is like 70, right? Yeah. So that's like, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah I'm on my best day. <laughs> He had a larger brain than regular humans, and it said that he could speak fluently in 100 languages. Uh, it's also said that what? he had. It's also said that he had six fingers on each hand. Wait. And could teleport at will. What? He could communicate telepathically. That his blood was made of copper oxide, like that of an octopus. He had a larger heart. He had a larger heart than humans, and only had one lung. So as I went through all this, there was no other place to put that. Up to this point, he's just a six-foot white man. And now you're telling me he's got six fingers? He's got 12 of them all day. On both hands? Well, six on each hand, yeah. Or on the... Yeah, on both hands. Yep. Well, six fingers on both hands. What? Well, that's already, like, weird. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just picturing Finding Nemo. And, oh, gosh, guys, you made me eat. Yeah, he has octopus blood. And what? how do we know this? We know this from... The Stranger at the Pentagon, the book written by Frank Strangis, Doctor Frank Strangis. We're, yeah, we're going to get to. We're going to get to. Okay, it. Okay, let, okay, let it okay, okay. I don't love that he's just walking around with fucking twelve fucking fingers, 
speaking a hundred different fucking languages. That's in like one or two of the things that I read. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that tell the story that don't even mention it because I think it really kills it for a lot of folks. Well, yeah. Can you imagine like the president being like, "Hi, I'm pre." Whoa, that's an extra finger. You got a lot of hand there, guy. So whoa, that's his probing finger. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> As Thor waits for the verdict from the president, he receives a communication from his ship, which is still in Alexandria, Virginia. The ship was called the Victor One, and on board are three other Venusians, as they're called. If you're from Venus, you're a Venusian. <laughs> Thor, being our captain, who is at the Pentagon. Aboard the ship is Dawn, who was Valiant Thor's brother, Jill, and Tanya. <laughs> and yes, I will agree. These are very human. They all have very human names. Yeah. It's it's also said that they just assign these names to make people uh, just to make people feel better because they couldn't understand their names as they're naturally said. OK, like Peter Quill. So Jill on the ship is the one that hit up uh, Valiant Thor. And we don't know if it's through like a space phone like, he has, like, a, a you know, communication device or if it's through telepathy, but she gets in touch with him. Well, I don't – I feel like, just as a side, if he was freely brought into the Pentagon – oh, and then the White House, right? And then back to the Pentagon, yeah. Yeah, but he obviously went through some – Security some checks. Security shit. Sure. Well, I guess it was – Security wasn't as crazy then as it was now. Because I was going to say, they definitely would have found some, like, electronic shit. But I guess then they probably wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And even if, if it's alien electronics, who knows? Sure. So Jill hits him up, and she tells Thor that she and the others have found a group of humans who believe in extraterrestrials, and they are having a gathering. So I don't know how they figure this out or whatever, but she wants to attend the gathering incognito and learn about what humans believe in regards to aliens. Thor agrees and says it's a good use of their time and that he'll procure them all some human clothes so that they can attend this gathering. Okay. So he grabs a, he he dresses himself and keep and and, and and he's been in this place for a while. Like it's not day 1 still. Yeah, he figured you know, out how to put week two later. different pieces of clothing on. Yeah, he figured it out. Yeah. So he grabs a pair of spare clothes for his brother and leaves the apartment to find two men guarding his room. So these are secret service men, apparently, and he comes out of the room. And they're like, hey, what are you doing, buddy? And he's like, oh, I'm just I wasn't aware that I wasn't allowed to walk around. And they're like, oh, no. And he's like, am I a prisoner? And they're like, oh, no, you're not a prisoner. You have an apartment. It's just that the powers that be don't walk in, don't want you walking around a top secret area. And this hallway is a top secret area. Also, you've got two extra fingers, bruh. Also, we don't know about them 12 fingers, though. <sighs> and... So they're saying, you're free to roam around, but you can't walk in top secret areas and you're in a top secret area. So you can't walk around. You can't walk around. You can't walk around. So Valiant Thor at this point pulls out like a fake. He pulls out nothing. Apparently he uses the same technology to project that. Like he did project his language to show everybody his plans. And he's like, well, why don't you look at this top secret clearance badge that the president gave to me? <laughs> okay. And these two guys see it and they're like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. My bad guy. Yeah, go wherever you want. So he goes through a bunch of checkpoints. Sure, the president told us to just stand on here and not let you go anywhere. But, oh, wait. Yeah. He didn't tell us he gave you yeah. the clearance badge. So he walks his happy ass out of the Pentagon, catches a cab, stops at a dress shop, gets a couple of dresses what? for his, his female lady uh, rider parts and meets his homies in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. 
I cannot. Yup. Yeah. How did he even know how to catch a cab? Oh, I guess he knows. He's how to fix very it. smart. He's wow. very very smart. Oh my god. I wonder how he paid that cab driver. Yeah, I I don't know. He might have used his technology to make people think he was paying them and just like but who knows. So he's he gets the, he gets clothes for everybody and they go to this meeting which is full of ufologists which is UFO people. Uf, people that study UFO are ufologists. And so this meeting is full of people talking about their own extraterrestrial experiences or theories about extraterrestrial experiences. And also there are four aliens there, right? There's Valiant Thor and his crew. Right. They all went. Yeah. The thing that's crazy, not crazy, but this meeting actually happened. And it was led by a guy named Howard Manger, who states that it, it was an actual event. It happened in mid-April. So this is a few months after Valiant Thor arrives on Earth. Mm-hmm. A few months later. So, okay, wait, question. Come on. If you have the answer. We'll I don't see. Know, but... I don't know, man. So my impression was that it, he was, it was like, he valiant thor was here and then like the ship like went away but like they no, the were still in right where it yeah. was yeah, yeah never so, but how was it just masked by some apparently it was masked in by a small wooded area which could... also could have been their technology mask yeah, yeah not for months could this a ship just be like sure. chilling in the forest yeah honestly everything that i read they never mentioned that but i would assume they talk about how when he goes back to the ship it's like crowd. It's like shrouded. Well, in like yeah, that's why I was con- I was surprised when you said he went back because I just assumed that he was like dropped off and they went the fuck back up. Yeah, but I didn't know they were just chilling there for three months. Yeah. So they're chilling in the background of this meeting. They all brought like notebooks and they're taking all these notes about what people think about aliens, and they've never been to this group before, so a lot of people notice them, and they all find them to be very like attractive people. And they assumed they were like actors or something from New York doing something or other. And But there was this one guy named August C. Roberts who happened to be a photographer. And he thought there was something like just off about them. He apparently introduced himself to Thor. And he's a photographer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the act of shaking Thor's hand, August had this notion that Valiant Thor could see all the way into his soul. And he was shook. <laughs> and immediately like believes that thor and these people are from outer space is the story What? okay he like int- he introduces himself and just has this this super heady experience he's like no that dude's a fucking alien Why? so all through the meeting he's taking pictures yeah of, saw that coming yeah he's taking pictures discreetly throughout the event and they are they're they're pretty available on the internet i'll do my best to throw them on the website a lot of a lot of people use this as proof that they need in regards to the homeboy Valiant and the crew of the Victor one. So after the crew, and that's, that's the reason I mentioned this is like the only reason that I mentioned them going to this meeting is because somebody took pictures of them and it lingered a long time and started a rhetoric. And in that time it wasn't like digital. It couldn't take the picture and look at it immediately. It had to be developed. Yeah. So after the meeting, Thor head back, heads back to the Pentagon and his, and his crew returned to their ship. So they're still in Alexandria, Virginia, and Valiant Thor goes back to the Pentagon. I, and as I said, I only mention this because it it holds on. These pictures, you can still find these pictures on the internet. To me, honestly, they just look like they could they could be normal people. They could just be people. But the can fact you see their fingers in one of the pictures, you can see some of their fingers. Yeah. Yeah, but that can always be photoshopped. So not long after the U- ufologist meeting that they all went to, Eisenhower has some not-so-good news for Valiant Thor. 
So keep in mind, Valiant Thor goes to the president and he has this idea, this notion that he can save the world. And as I said, I don't think I mentioned this. Valiant Thor was sent by the High Council of Venus. So like the government that rules over Venus sent him to do this job or whatever. Eisenhower tells Thor that every brilliant mind has combed through the Venusian planet for the Venusian plan for Earth, and there's no way the American economy could withstand the removal of war and fossil fuels and disease and famine. There's no way the American people could adjust to the radical changes that Thor proposed. Ugh. So I've heard it said that there were some super sh- like shady, sneaky Illuminati kind of guys like in the meeting and like making sure Eisenhower didn't say the wrong thing. I've also heard that that's just what Eisenhower came to. He was just like, well, the, the, the people couldn't adjust to us changing the entire world. Yeah. It would just be too much. Woof. He does, however, invite Valiant Thor to stay at the Pentagon and advise them on other issues and continue relations, but they were not going to fall. They were not going to accept the, the proposal from Venus. Okay. 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 So like they're going to take, Sorry, it's a little confusing. They're not gonna like. So Valiant Thor's like, "Hey, man, we can change the fucking world." They're like, "But we're not gonna let you do. We're not this gonna shit, do it. We're but, not gonna. Well, do we'll it. listen to what you have to say. We'll listen to some of what you have to say. Right. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So Val agrees to stay. He kicks it at the Pentagon. His crew kicks it on their ship. I love that now you're calling him Val. Well, that's what he actually says to go by, and it'll save us a lot more time than Valiant Thor. Instead of Thor, or it's Val or Thor, Val, Val or yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has many Valerie. names. Don't get me started. You know I fucking love <laughs> So yeah, Val's staying at the Pentagon. His crew stays on their ship. And Val tries to find another way to get his message to the people of Earth without the assistance of the government. It takes him three years, and he eventually finds our guy, Frank Strangis. Frank Strangis was a Christian preacher and founder Whoa. of International Evangelism Crusades, as well as being a UFO hunter and a freelance private investigator. He is okay. perhaps more famous for being an extensive author on the subject of alien intervention and even used his evangelical organization to publish his UFO literature. Yeah. So he's, Since when do yep, like, fix, super break it down. Christian people believe in uh-huh. aliens? Uh-huh. This is the crazy thing about Valiant I mean, you Thor. can be Christian and believe in aliens. Don't get me sure, wrong. Sure. But since when does you said he was a Yeah, he was a private investigator, a ufologist, an evangelical preacher. Preacher. Yeah. He went to seminary, the whole thing, yeah. All right. So he's a unique figure to say the least in the yeah, conspiracy I mean, world as yeah. a devout Christian preacher who was able to reconcile his biblical preaching with his fervent belief and self-proclaimed firsthand interaction with extraterrestrial life forms. And then he laid his hand on him and he said, there is a UFO. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like... The truth is out there. All I can think of is the show Preacher. Yeah. It's also said that he may have been the main speaker at the little UFO meeting that Valiant Thor went to. The UFOians, what were the they called? The ufologists, <laughs> yeah. But I don't believe that to be true. However, in 1959 in Washington, D.C., while on a book tour for his first book, Flying Saucerama, which <laughs> outlined his research on UFOs and extraterrestrials, he was approached by a woman he called Nancy Warren. He called her Nancy Warren to protect her identity. Her real name was not Nancy Warren. And she worked for the Pentagon and knew Valiant Thor. More than this, she had been dispatched by Val himself to seek out Frank. Okay. Okay. 
The next day, after some 007-level hijinks, Nancy Warren sneaks Fred into the Pentagon where he meets with Valiant Thor. So by, two th- by 007 hijinks, the story goes, they drive their happy ass to the Pentagon, and they take like a, a wrong turn, which is apparently not a wrong turn, and they go through this like secret place. Come on! And she parks the no. car, and she's like, hey man, when I get out of here, when we walk up to this gate, just point at your lapel. Just point at your lapel like I do, and they'll let us right through. Get the fuck out of here. So they do it. And it works. And it works. Oh and my they get God. through. And they go through two checkpoints, and they finally... What was, the lapel, what was on the lapel? Nothing. He had nothing on his lapel. She apparently had a badge, and he had nothing. So he just, like, pointed to nothing. Oh, my God. Okay. And, a, and a, for all intents and purposes, sneaks... Why couldn't he just sneaks into go the Pentagon. full alien and, like, make him think that he had a badge? Well, he's not an alien. Oh, fuck, right. They're going to get the alien guy. But it's really funny you should say that because that's exactly what Valiant Thor did, apparently, was make these soldiers think I'm that he had like, a badge. Okay. So they're walking through the Pentagon, and they're opening doors, and they mm. get to this one point, and out of nowhere, Valiant Thor just materializes, just appears. Okay? So <laughs> at this point, I'm sorry, Frank Strangis is meeting with Valiant Thor. Are you sure you're not retelling me a script from like Infinity Wars? Yeah. So the two Frank ma- the Stranges, t- not Valiant do- and he is Thor. a doctor, but he's not doctor. <laughs> he's not that Doctor Strange. He's Doctor Strangers. <laughs> Valiant Thor, Doctor Strange, whatever. The two make introductions and then they get in a deep conversation. And during this conversation, Strangers asked Val why he's here. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Thor responds, saying he's an advisor sent by God Himself. And that Val had been created at the beginning of time. At the same time as Adam as Adam and Eve, at the same time as every first creation was made all over the inhabited universe. What? So He's like Venus's Eve or Adam? Essentially. And dictates that everywhere that there is life in the universe. There was an Adam and Eve. There it's the same story. The- yeah. It's the same word of God, it's the same this and that. Wow. And that that's what it is. And he says because of that, that Venusians and he himself live in communion with God and Jesus. Val showed that he had no fingerprints to to Frank and said that this is because humans did have fingerprints because it was a sign that humans had broke the commandments of God. So that that's why we have fingerprints. Yeah. What the fuck? He had no fingerprints and so because what? we because we broke the commandments, we have fingertips. He also had no belly button since he was not born. He did not have a need for a belly button proving he was in fact created by God at the beginning of time. Well, did he, did Adam have a belly button? Did I Eve can't speak have to a that. belly button? Can't speak to it. But what he's saying is that he Was it because they did like they bit the apple and shit that they got I guess th- I guess they didn't on Venus on the inside yeah, but, of Venus. So, but Adam, so that's yeah. They got essentially. You're fucked. You're forever gonna be pinned for and your all of pin. your descendants as well. That's a weird flex. Okay. So so Val told Strangest about how the politicians weren't ready to change the world and how he had found Strangest because he wanted him he wanted his help to impart his message on the world. So he wants Strangest to tell his story. Is how this story goes. And just really quickly to remind you. All of this story comes from the book that this guy wrote. It's his testimony to what he said happened. And keep in mind, he's an evangelical preacher. 
who met an alien who's in communion with God. Are you who trying wants to make to fix me the like world? more mad? <laughs> no. So initially, you know, Strangest is really confused about like, why would I be picked? Like, why would he pick me to do this work? And then he's like, oh, well, I am a private investigator. Oh, and I, I am a preacher. Oh, and I am a ufologist. So who else would be picked for this job? I'm the only person that could ever do this job. Right? So, so the story goes. At the end, of, so they talk a long time about the universe, the state of this and that, what's to come, this and that. And at the end of their conversation, Valiant Thor vanishes before his eyes. From this meeting and a few subsequent link-ups, Strangest wrote the book known as The Stranger in the Pentagon, outlining his interactions and belief of the extraterrestrial Valiant Thor. And for some reason, the book did not do well. It did not. No. It didn't blow up. Ufologists, religious folks, skeptics alike—they all dragged it. What did he publish it under? What cat? What? Um, probably like, fat, like probably uh, religion. Uh, I don't know. I can't. That's a great question. Docu- I don't know. Or not? Do- uh, uh, they don't make documentary books. No, that's, those. you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, it was probably like educational or religion or something along those lines. I'm sure it was religious. He was a preacher. Yeah. No, but I'm just like what? Yeah. So. Oh, tons Just of folks dragged when it. I go to half price books, I can like. Oh, go to we're the getting right this section. book. I think I already have it on my Amazon. Oh my god! I mean, he got such a negative reaction. Those people even were giving him death threats. However, there was there were people that believed him and truly believed him and followed his work and paid over a hundred bucks a month to receive bi monthly updates about the wisdom and works of Valiant Thor for the rest of his life. He did this. Frank Strangis died in two thousand eight. There are tales I- that Valiant Thor stayed at the Pentagon permanently which was Strangest's perspective because, you know, he's putting out works and updates and saying he's in communication with them. There's also stories that... He was putting out updates. That people were subscribed to and paying a lot of money for, yeah. This dude is the fucking... Say it. He is fucking... L. Ron Hubbard. Yes! They all are, I think, which is such a bummer because this should or be so... Or what is the stuff. other... What is the... Miscavige. He's a... Yeah, a Miscavige. He's a total Miscavige. He's a total L. Ron Hubbard. Was... Fuck. There's, I mean, there's the notion it was real, but the, I think no, they're just the highly I'm religious so, themes like, are just like what? Like that was a. Oh, I'm not done. More? Yeah, okay. I'm not done. Um, I'm just so. I'm very nearly done. So that oh, yeah, my God. there's theories that he stayed forever and helped advise on things like the Manhattan Project and all this stuff, and has advised ever since. There's also theories that the government were like, yeah, you can stay and you can stay at the Pentagon, but you need to be gone in three years. You need to leave in 1960. And apparently that's what he did. Why? Why would they need him to leave? I don't know. I can't speak to that. But that was one of the theories. That, and there's it, another theory mm-hmm. that he, like, escaped. Like, they were trying to keep him. And he, like, teleported out and rematerialized yeah, on the ship. Yeah, it was ship. a story of E.T. And it was a movie in the 80s. Okay, so really funny. What uh, A big motivator for this is that right around the same time that our guy, Strangest, wrote this book is right after the movie uh, the, Day the, the Day the World Stood Still. Which uh-huh. is about a peaceful alien that goes directly to the government. I I don't know that one. Yeah, my boy Keanu was in the remake. Jaden Smith was in it, and it's 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 kind of curious because the timing really lines up. It's like he almost just stole the whole shit, put out a book about it, and then try to capitalize on it. Is one of the <sighs> ideas. The other is that maybe it happened. You know, I hate it. <laughs> like I'm not trying. To, I don't like it. Well, that's the story of Valiant Thor. And I mean, it's Frank a good Stranges. story. I appreciate your research and hearing about it it's just kind of a kooky one because it just goes from like weird to weird er yeah yeah the whole religious spin was kind of funky to me for it to all just be and then just 
I don't know. Yeah, he just kind of peddled it forever. There's no, and then or either he just he left or he stayed. And there's a bunch of like contradicting stuff that came out about uh, Strangest about his like degrees and what he'd really done and what he hadn't. So you know. Yeah. As these things often unravel, this one does too. For sure, but I mean, I I I like hearing about. But maybe them. there's a motherfucking Venus person living in the Pentagon. In a bougie-ass suite, so with maybe. six fingers, kicking it. What's up? Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, guys. And maybe men are from Venus and women are from Mars. That makes more sense to me anyway. <laughs> good job. Thanks. That, thank, that thanks. was really you, you good job, too. Story. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. Gosh, yeah. You know where to find us. Hit us up on uh, We Drink and We Know Things podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us. And we're not going to do... a closing thing y'all already know this man. time <laughs> everybody have a great great day and we'll see you next time oh. around on we drink and we know things podcast thanks for listening guys yeah yeah bye peace